0: Everyone knows the name of Rockall from the BBC weather forecasts, but to most people it was just a name till survey ship HMS Vidal annexed it to Britain in the name of the Queen. Vidal's helicopter takes a landing party to the tiny Atlantic island, 250 miles west of the Hebrides. Nothing lives here but seabirds, and this is only the fifth recorded human landing. But Rockall is in line with Britain's new rocket range. And since no one else claims it, it's safer in British hands.
1: Before we get into this week's episode and discuss a territorial dispute over Rockall, a tiny rock in the northwest of the Atlantic Ocean, which the UK claims ownership over, but that ownership is contested by all the neighbouring countries, is it even an island? Or is it just a rock, and is Rockall worth anything to anybody? And what happened when a group of Donegal fishermen went up to fish around Rockall and were visited by a Scottish boat back in January? We'll tell you more in the next few minutes. Welcome to Season 3 of Legally Fond in association with LawSchool.ie. LawSchool.ie is Ireland's leading provider of tuition for the FE1 or King's Inn's entrance exams. Each course is delivered live online with a specific exam focus and supported by the latest manuals. Shorter pre-recorded workshops are also available, courses commence in June and November, and you can register any at LawSchool.ie. For the duration of this season, we're giving away a free subject course worth €355 euro, which can be used for any FE1 or King's Inn's prep course subject with LawSchool.ie. For your chance to win that, head to our Instagram, it's legally underscore And who won last week's equity textbook with thanks to Claris Press? We'll tell you before the end of the episode and give you the chance to win a criminal law textbook too.
0: Rockall is an isolated, uninhabited and uninhabitable island in the middle of the North Atlantic. Um, Just to contextualise it geographically, it is 418 kilometres west of County Donegal, and it is 386 kilometres west of the Scottish mainland. So it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere and nobody would have any cause to know about this island, was it not for the controversy as to who exactly owns it. This is an island that has its waters have been fished for 200 years. There are reports even in the Irish Times from the early 1800s where they talk about the richness of the fishing waters there and how they, they were much coveted by the nations of the North Atlantic. But in 1955, Britain sought to put a marker on the ownership of the island The British Navy set out a um, a patrol and annexed the rock in the name of Her Majesty the Queen. They hoisted the Union flag and fixed a brass plaque on its rock face, identifying it as a wonderfully British rock in the middle of the Atlantic. At the time, and this is important to note, Ireland raised no objection to this, but its present stance on the ownership of Rockall is slightly ambiguous. It does not recognise... Britain as the rightful owner of the island nor does it assert its own claim. Uh, In 1972 though the British actually took legislative action and in Westminster they passed the Island of Rockall Act which formally declared it part of the realm and part of Scotland. The Irish government since then have not recognised those claims. A bit of an issue arose in 1982 with the internationally ratified UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. This states that rocks which cannot sustain human habitation or economic life of their own shall have no exclusive economic zone or continental shelf. Now an exclusive economic zone is a sovereign area of ocean whereby only the Owning nations, ships, and vessels can patrol and harvest any resources or minerals that are available therein. And this is where the issue that we're currently faced with now arises, where we have not only Ireland disputing Britain's claim to the island, but also Denmark, on behalf of the Faroe Islands, has an economic and political interest in the island, Iceland has an interest in the island, and Scotland, as an independent part of the United Kingdom, also asserts a claim on the island and this has been in the news lately because and um, there have been various altercations be they fairly mild but altercations nonetheless between Irish f- fishing vessels
1: and the Scottish navy patrolling those waters. We talk about Ireland being a tiny rock in the North Atlantic but we found an even tinier tinier rock in the North Atlantic rockall. Uh, to call it an island ...is a great overstatement. Isn't really. it
2: an islet?
0: I, I think, strictly speaking, it is a granite islet. You're, you're right, It's Alex.
2: a like It's a, the remnants of a uh, now-extinct volcano... Yes. In, ...in the middle of the sea... ...that just sort of popped up and birds caught it home.
1: And I think most of it is actually under the water. There's a, there's a reef uh, which, which stretches out a bit... ...so you only just see the tip of it, not mm. the top. And it's very difficult to even land on... ...because even
0: in 1955... The British actually used a helicopter to get onto the ledge of the islet, um so it's it's, it's very hard to even try and stand in the place, which is why I guess it well, wasn't so few the people the man who
2: it's named it. after tried to land. he saw it, he was passing Biden's ship, they you know rowed over and thought it was a great idea, and then started getting you know the sea started behaving like the North Atlantic sea that it is, and they were like, "sack this and
1: but it wasn't until nineteen fifty five that they had to airlift somebody in. They couldn't even, you know, pull up and dock at the side and, and row and climb up because I don't think you'd, you'd struggle to climb up the the cliff face. And apparently, according to our
0: research, um, <coughs> this goes against traditional this is, this is on you. <laughs> the traditional rules of annexation, which, strictly speaking, you have to annex territory on land or, or on the Earth's surface. So be that over sea or on land and by flying onto the island that's not really that's not really fair play by the british
2: people have landed since though so there have been greenpeace protesters who've landed there they stayed for 42 days i believe
0: they did yeah and that was protesting obviously the harvesting of like natural gas and and other such minerals buried in the seabed
2: you can see that we've been really influenced by uh our last green episode week. Yeah. week,
0: yeah, <laughs> But it's it's interesting that I, I mentioned there earlier the um the law of the sea um U- UN convention of 1982. It also says that um any claims have to be ratified in New York by the UN. And um, to be fair, the British have been, I suppose, the most committed in trying to incorporate um rockall into their uh, realm for obvious economic reasons but uh, they made a formal well, submission just t-
1: tell, tell people why, why does this matter so much to there's Britain? A, there's a lot of fish out there
0: basically, <laughs> there's an awful lot of fish. Loads and of fish in the you sea You saw how there's topical. plenty more fish in
2: plenty the sea. Plenty more yeah. fish in the sea around Rockall.
0: We saw how topical an issue fish was even in the Brexit deal despite the fact it makes up I think something like less than 1% of the British economy um, and it obviously has a very small uh, economic role in Ireland as well and um, but it is a hot topic, and um the the British made a submission in two thousand and nine using another deserted island that had formerly uh, or formerly been inhabited um up until nineteen thirty as its baseline for asserting it, and it fell within what was it the um the three hundred and fifty nautical miles um of the offshore region, which roughly translates to 650 kilometres. So it just illustrates how far away this island is. You wonder why anyone would
1: have an interest in it. There's a big fishing port in Donegal called Killybegs. The fishermen were fishing in January and and sent a boat up to the the waters around Rockall. Uh, Some Scottish boat, am I correct in saying, came Uh, along and told them, get off our lawn, basically. Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and, and since then, I, I believe at, at present now, the uh, Irish fish, fishing vessels have not ventured back to Rockall for fear of arrest by Scottish authorities. Ireland has never actually contested ownership of the island or the islet. But, but it, does, it just doesn't recognise... It, it says it falls within um, Union territories, European Union territories, and that as a member state, Ireland has a right to fish in those waters.
2: But it does say that um, like, it cannot be owned as well. Like, So we signed you know we agree with mm. the um UN treaty on you know this doesn't support human habitation it cannot be annexed in the first place so it so doesn't
1: it... matter really well it matters from an economic standpoint but the UK's stance doesn't matter because it doesn't yeah in a sense it doesn't a... exist in the first yeah. place
2: this isn't the first time the british the royal navy has gone to war over fish either <laughs> between 1958 and 1976 um the royal navy were involved in numerous uh, incidents, some would say, with the Icelandic navy. So basically, the background to that was, again, it, it falls into this exclusive economic zone issue where the Icelandic economy was very dependent on fish and kept extending its exclusive economic zone. But British ships had fished there for a very long time. But it was Icelandic waters. And anyway, you know, maybe favourable outcome when we're looking at it is uh, Iceland won. All three of them. There were three separate um, Cod Wars, so, you know, between 58 and 76. The casualties actually, you know, were suffered because of this. Right. Learn something new every day.
1: This is the, the thing they don't teach you about in school. So, as you mentioned, Pierce, it's the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, which says an island is a naturally formed area of land surrounded by water, which is above water at high tides. It could maybe say at least the top of rock all is above water at high tide, even though for all intents and purposes, it's just a rock. There's no mm. no greenery or anything on top. And Article 101 says, rocks which cannot sustain human habitation or economic life of their own shall have no exclusive economic zone or t- continental shelf. So can rock all sustain human habitation? Apparently it doesn't have to have actually shown that it sustains human habitation. It just has to be capable of us. Yeah, w- which I think it's, it's pretty clear.
0: If, if you Google a picture of rock oil, it's, it's, it's evident fairly fast that this thing is not capable of sustaining much life. Although that hasn't deterred people from trying. In 1985, a former uh, British SAS veteran spent 40 days on the rock to assert the UK's claim. Um, 40 days isn't a lot and obviously was very much dependent on the Royal Navy topping him up with whatever supplies he needed. And um, also the survival skills of an SAS veteran, I'm sure, are far beyond most ordinary people. But it is a pretty inhospitable environment.
2: Well, in fairness to the Brits, like, if Kerry can support human habitation, then surely this thing can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, is that an invitation for the British to annex the Kingdom of Kerry? <laughs> I, I, they can take it,
2: they can they take want it want, yeah. if they want yeah. As I said, what's the economic output of the entire <laughs> I county think of Kerry?
0: Principality run by the Healy Ray no. dynasty in <laughs> Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you're you're quite right. That, so, in 1985,
1: um, an SAS officer was there for about six weeks. Greenpeace were there in the 90s protesting against uh, oil exploration and gas exploration. Uh, apparently. In 2011, a group of ham radio operators—you know, ham radios—yeah, that they are. You are you familiar with the idea that... in the trucks, you, like, truckers? Yeah, and truckers you go like them, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This, this is TN4, This is uh, you know. This is big dog squad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robert Mugabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they they sailed up. They got a lift on someone's yacht, and they set up a ham radio station on Rockall. Who these these ham radio? They were just enthusiasts. The Irish and like. Could, No, they're from Belgium. So now the Belgians have have a claim claim on the rocks. (laughs) It's
2: Brussels at it again. (laughs) Mm.
0: But that does tie in with Ireland's claim that basically, um, under the Common Fisheries Policy, rock all and its waters um, form part of the Union waters. And so as a result, um, there applies the principle of equal access for the vessels of all EU member states, um, which is why... and, And again... This is really interesting because, of course, like I said, fish, fisheries were so important in the um, the EU and UK Trade and Cooperation Agreement as part of Brexit. Um, so we may need to go to Brussels for clarification on this issue as to where rock actually stands in the greater scheme of things.
1: The UK are claiming 12 miles uh, radius of around Rockall that's what their status its status as an island entitles them to
2: it seems that you know especially since Brexit fish has been a bit of an emotive issue Mm. um, surrounding the European Union and the United Kingdom and now Ireland like this is it's no I know we're kind of laughing and joking about it but for some boats up there, it's thirty percent of their yield. Now I know a lot of businesses have dropped by more than thirty percent this year, but like thirty percent is a lot of money to lose. Like that can that can just put somebody out of business, which isn't. Mm. If you poke an Irish person and say like you know they're taking our rock, I think,
1: <laughs> get ready for a fight. Yeah, for a bring fight. your guns. Uh, so the longest anyone has lasted on it is forty five days. This explorer went in twenty thirteen. He was doing this charity thing, uh, and he wanted to stay for sixty days. And after 40, about 42 days, there was a terrible storm and he rang up the ferry company and said, give me your next boat home. Basically, I can't stay here any longer. Hmm. So that's the extent it can sustain human inhabitation. What do we do now? This could become a problem. We had a couple of years ago, the Irish Navy sailing round Rockall and they put up a picture online saying we're patrolling Irish waters with Rockall very prominent in the front of the picture, which sparked a bit of outrage. We've got the Scottish boats telling the Killybegs fishermen, go home, get off our territory. We've got the Danish who are claiming us. Like, What's the easiest solution here? Invade it. Well, there
0: have um there have been attempts, um and actually I think when Eamon Gilmore was tarnished, uh, he signed off an agreement um where they asserted um kind of a linear boundary of Irish and British fishing waters, and rock all in that agreement very clearly falls within the British territorial fishing waters but this agreement was... Could we
1: have a two-state solution for Rockall? Split down <laughs> the get north of it, we can yeah. say. Well, honestly, that had, there
0: have been several agreements in... Rec- or a- attempted conferences, anyway, in Reykjavik, in, in Dublin, in, in London, uh, all over the place, bringing these four parties together, uh, attempting to reconcile boundaries, but they have always fallen apart. And that agreement, which I alluded to there, that um, Emin Gilmore signed off on, has been rejected by Iceland. So, again, you wonder how much water these hold, uh, if you will.
1: Alex, what do you think? You're going for a more militarized response. <laughs> just
2: la- like, you know, they landed and claimed it for the Queen. I think we should land on it and claim it for ourselves. Like, I don't really... see If they can do it, why can't we? Like, surely it's just... It's that simple. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the other thing is, I mean, we have... We'd no be going real... to war
2: with Scotland as well. It's different. So it's mm. not Westminster. It's Nicholas Sturgeon mm. in Holyrood saying that, you know, defending the... Scottish fisheries rights around the islands so realistically I think we can take them hello and welcome to a message from Faultier Ireland I'm going to talk to you today about Rockall or Rockall as it's known as Galga about 21 meters of pure granite prime real estate with an exclusive economic zone of 12 miles that's a whole 12 miles this free real estate is only 418 kilometers west of Dunanal. It's so easy to get to. Stenline do daily ferries, they're in back, and you only have to get a helicopter from the Royal Navy to get onto it. Oh Rakan,
1: you never fall. Father Ritten's greedy hands, are you meet the same resistance like you did in many lands? May the seagulls rise above your eyes. And the water shell, and the natural gas would burn your ass blow you all to. Hell. Alex, tell us about some of the other territorial disputes in the high seas.
2: Well, Japan have a bit of an issue with um with this because uh, they claim a few rocks as well, and uh, they have their two hundred mile exclusive economic zone in operation around some of these rocks. And they spend, um, there's a particular rock that they really like, that they spend $600 million um, protecting every year. Like, you know, these things, um, they're not quite uh, unique to us, but at the moment uh, in the South China Sea as well, China are creating islands. They're putting a lot of sand on, you know, former sunken islands and putting air bases on them and then claiming territorial rights over the South trying to see. So this whole thing actually may become very relevant. I know that we're kind of, you know, sitting here singing wolf tones and uh, laughing about us, you know, technically invading Scotland. But it will actually become a bit of an issue over the next uh, next couple of decades on who claims what and who gets what.
1: So that wraps up this week's slightly shorter episode of Legally Fond. It's now time to announce the winner of the Equity Textbook, with thanks to Claris Press. Drum roll please. Well done to Joni Brady. Thank you for commenting on our Instagram and following us. We've got a criminal law textbook to give away this week. For your chance to win, just follow us on Instagram and comment on the post that we've put up today. It's legally underscore fond. Talk to you soon.